Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I love seeing these faces. Hi, everybody. How are y'all? Give me a little wave. Give me a little hello. Hi, Cindy. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Welcome to Trust and Believe. I'm your host, Shanti, and I'm so excited today because we are going to enhance your ability to trust and believe, to check in on your mental health. And I'm really excited today because I haven't been able to get to do this often where members of the Unity community are here live. Hey, y'all. Oh, my gosh. Whenever I have a group of people and whether it's at a retreat or something like this, which is a live podcast recording, not necessarily my wine nights because it's a little different and you'll see what I'm saying. I always think of my grandfather and when we used to have to go to prayer meetings like on Wednesday nights and it was just like and Listen, I'm 44, so this is no shade to age, but like, I feel like I'm one of those older people now. And now I know exactly why my grandparents would go to church and, and have prayer meetings on a Wednesday, because it is a way to fellowship and feel supported and, you know, be around like-minded people. So, and my grandfather happened to be the pastor of the church. So he was always, you know, giving the sermons. So in a way I feel in a big way, I actually feel like I'm carrying on his legacy, except I'm just a little bit more messy. With that said, let's check in on our mental health. Somebody say it again. No, no, no. What's up? You better than Oprah. Come on, y'all. This is Sean T, and it's time to trust and believe. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. I don't know if you guys saw my lovely Shanti Apparel sweatshirt. It says, eat a donut, go to therapy. And I just always, obviously, you all know I love donuts. And I do believe that therapy is actually a really great thing, as scary as it can be. And I just think therapy is really sweet, even though it's super scary for a lot of people to dive into this world that a lot of times they don't even know what's under the surface. And I think what's really interesting and cool is the correlation between water, which is what our body is made up of mostly. You can ask Stephanie, she's a new nurse, congratulations. But, you know, water is actually really dense. And so while water feels free, when we dive into water, you know, it's also very powerful and it, it, it really like covers you and you can find a lot of things under the sea, 
you know, under the sea. And so I believe that therapy is very similar. While you can dive in and actually feel amazing, like you're floating, you're also finding these different things and the density of what you find can be overwhelming. And it can sometimes feel like, and I'll say this in a very positive way, it's like it feels suffocating and I know why people are afraid to do it. But I just want to tell people, even if you do a 15 minute therapy session, there are therapists out there that will go with you and just kind of go with what the flow that you want to go. It's kind of like how I used to personal train. When you used to come to the gym, there will always be like these 30 or 60 minute sessions. And I was always one that was like, when I would get a new client, cause you know, it was like sales. So instead of somebody training for 30 minutes or an hour, I would say, how about you come train me for 15 minutes for free? Like I would take these 15 minutes just to kind of like wet their palate. So they knew they didn't have to be afraid to experience this. And you're not necessarily going to be sore the next day, but I'm going to help you figure out a way to succeed. And I wish and hope that if someone out there is looking to go to therapy, it would be a really great thing for you to try to find somebody that's like, yo, I think I can only stomach 15 minutes of this and maybe I'll progress from there. So if you need that motivation to continue forward or to just feel a little better in your life, I really hope you can try that. With that said, you lovely people gave me some words, if you will, that of things that you are actually going through in your life in this community. And so I have a list here and I want to talk about some. I have about 30 minutes to try and get through as many as I can. And so I hope you don't mind me using your name. I won't use your last name just in case you're talking about somebody, but I will use your first name so you can feel like I'm addressing you if you're here. So with that said, I'm going to start with Aliza Mooney, I, I kind of want to start with this particular statement, because I do feel a lot of times when people say that they're going to therapy, they think they have to dive into something that's horrific or some sort of trauma. And while a lot of people do go to therapy for that, and you can have great results by diving through something like that, Aliza's statement was making amazing progress in therapy. It was a check-in, which is what this episode is about. And I'm like, Yes. Yes, Heather. Like Heather just clapped. <laughs> she put the clapping hand up. And I do really believe that we should celebrate that. Just as we celebrate if someone like myself finally had a breakthrough with sexual trauma, right? Because similar to what Elise is saying is I started my new therapy journey this year because I was feeling wonderful. And so even if you do have something going on in your life that's less than positive or less than exciting. If you have something to celebrate, you can talk about that when you go to therapy first. You can be like, I love my kids or I just got a brand new job. While there's something else that's really wild and stressful, you don't always have to first focus on that thing that's bringing you down. It was this TikTok where this woman was talking about her mother passing. There's two videos. The first one that she talked about months ago, her mother had gotten into a really bad car accident and it exacerbated her already existing health issues. And so she was pretty much on her deathbed and she said to her family and the doctors, I just need two more weeks. I'm not afraid to die. 
I just need two more weeks. And so the reason why she needed two more weeks is because she was writing a book. And she was like, I just need two more weeks to write this book. And so she ended up passing away three days after that. And the way that this woman tells a story is amazing. I don't want to ruin it for you because I want to post it because it's really impactful. So then randomly, I was going through TikTok. I haven't seen this woman maybe four months ago, I saw that. And so this new video that came across my scroll yesterday was really amazing how she was saying that she saw a woman on TikTok pretending that she was a millionaire. This woman that she follows was like, I'm going to pretend to be a millionaire for 30 years. I'm going to pretend I have all this money and I'm going to live like that and walk in that space. And not necessarily faking to eliminate whatever issues that she is having in her life, but just to try to change the mindset of where she is. And so the woman who was telling the story said that she did that by way of starting to really think positive. Like even if stuff was effed up, she was like, you know, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna try to think positive. I'm gonna try to think positive. And again, she was very clear, not going to eliminate true issues that are happening, but just a way to change her mindset and, and how it's working for her. So I wanna share that in a group with you guys so you see it. It's really impactful. And she so eloquently spoke about this experience. And the reason why it impacted me so much is because I do want people to understand that mental health and checking on your mental health can be just like hitting the lottery. My point is for everyone listening or for you or whatever your struggle is, or even if it's your spouse you need to talk to, find a way to find that positive feeling of going into the therapeutic space because I think it can help. All right, so the next one, I'm gonna go, not, I'm not going to say I'm going to go completely opposite. I'm going to go completely honest. And Cindy says, completely overwhelmed, anxious, and stressed. By raise of hands, how many people have experienced being completely overwhelmed, anxious, stressed? <laughs> One of those. I mean, so the first thing I want to say in response to that is, I'm just going to say you are not alone. I was going to give you all some bars tonight. I don't know how these vocals are doing. <laughs> Vanessa's like, can you do it? But that's like, give me those, give me those bars. If another song comes in my head, I'll, I'll give you some bars tonight. You are not alone. And that is not said to make you feel better in any way, shape or form. It's actually to make you feel next to normal. If you've been around me enough times, I don't believe in normal. I believe in uniqueness and the uniqueness that we bring and the kindness and goodness that we bring to the world can be percolated into a ball of greatness that creates a normal existence of people feeling really good. But being completely overwhelmed, anxious, and stressed are, I just want to say to acknowledge them. But what works for me is when I acknowledge those feelings individually. Because when you're overwhelmed, anxious, and stressed, and it becomes a ball, like a snowball effect. If it's a snowball for too long, it just becomes icy and it's it's so much harder to break that way. So it's almost like you need to take that snowball and put get three different cups and put the snow in three different cups and like continue to shake them around individually so they don't all mold into one. So my question is without even knowing what's going on in your life is why are you anxious? Put that aside. Why are you overwhelmed? Put that aside. Why are you stressed? Now, if those three things have a common denominator, congratulations, because now it's not just about the feeling. It's about, okay, now I can recognize what it is 
And then the next step is taking action to in some way eliminate that. Sounds much easier than it is, especially if you're overwhelming, Nate feeling your anxiousness and your stress involves other people <laughs> because most of the time <laughs> God knows the universe knows that is exactly why we have a high level stress because human, I think that's, what's great about the planet. Like we haven't found another planet that has life the way that we have it. So it's really great that we thrive in a space by people inventing things and coming up with incredible things, but in the same breath, it's also the thing that stresses you to hell out mostly. And so one of the things that I've been really trying to do when I do feel a certain way, and actually Scott and I had this incredible conversation yesterday morning, and I was like in tears, I was bawling. And then yesterday in the podcast, as soon as Scott got done talking in the episode, I just started crying. I couldn't hold it. It was just like, but my tears came from a place of love. And so I was really able to, oh my God, I think I'm going to cry again because it's thinking about it. It's like, you know, just having like a breakthrough of just a breakthrough with somebody who you really love and care about. So anyway, my point is overall anxious, anxious stress or any stress that's going on in your life, if it involves other people, it's like I can take action, but it's almost like you have to either confront, communicate, or try to eliminate in some way the friction with a person a lot of times. Whether they're willing to compromise or go down this road with you, not quite sure, but I just noticed that if I eliminate friction with people when it comes to my stress, it's great. It's almost like finding the source outside of the feeling. And when you find the source outside of the feeling, then it's a really great way to try to take action for that. And then those three things that you have can really be separated because if you're dealing with a situation that you're anxious about, you're going to deal with it a little bit different than you're overwhelmed about right? It's like, if I was going to speak on stage, like I used to get really nervous before I would go on stage, believe it or not. Now I don't. Now I do not. I do not now, but I used to be really overwhelmed. And I used to be like, okay, why am I, why am I anxious? Okay. I'm anxious because, you know, most of the time I was anxious because I was like overly excited. And then I'm, my stress came from, am I going to be able to deliver this message in the right way? And are these people going to really understand it? And then the overwhelming feeling came from the emotions that I was feeling from both of those things. Anyway, I say all that to say, when you figure out the issue at hand, you can really start to create, you know, action toward that thing and really feel those things, but kind of dilute it by taking action on the thing that's kind of the tip of the pyramid, if you will. All right. So the next thing we'll talk, this is really cool. Heather says, is it the Heather that's on here? Stress eating. Oh, goodness. Okay. It's not about me, Heather, but I have to tell you a story that I think is going to make you feel next to normal. Do you want to know when I first realized I had a stress eating issue? This is amazing. I was like, 14 or 15 years old I was pretty young and no one ever told me that I had a stress eating issue I'd never heard it before but anytime I would get really overwhelmed in school it was a combination of track and field it was a combination of hiding my sexuality and 
it was just like this really weird thing. I would eat an insane amount of pound cake because if you ever went to church, like the kind of church I went to, especially the Baptist church at afternoon, they always had the pound cake in the basement. It was always there with the whipped cream and the strawberries. And so my grandmother always kept pound cake in the house. And I just remember eating and I remember thinking to myself, but I only ate it in that way when I got super, 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 super stressed. So I just wanted to tell you that story because a lot of people are like, oh, well, you just have to like curb your appetite or you just have to do this. No, it's not that easy. It's not that easy. But the way I dealt with it is kind of similar to what I was just talking about. It's like recognizing what it is that you're doing and why you're doing it. What are you stressed about that's causing you to eat that way? Now, Stress comes in many different forms. Is it, and I'm not asking you, this is rhetorical, Heather, because I don't know specifically, but you know, is it relationship stress? Is it job stress? Is it, you know, health stress? Is it you making yourself stressed? There's like all these like different pockets. And again, if you look at why it is when it comes to eating, it's almost like in a way you have to get under it before it starts to exacerbate. You have to communicate with it. And then if the stress eating is like super crazy, most people would not tell you this. I'm like, get a slither of that pound cake and eat it slow as hell. Because what happens is if you don't eat it at all, then when you, if you get super overwhelmed, then you just like go to the bag. You know what I'm saying? You're like, I didn't eat the whole bag of chocolate covered pretzels. And I'm not making your mouth water or salivate. I'm just saying, I want you to know that I totally understand. But again, it's let's eat away at the issue, right? Let's try to find the issue. And maybe this is not pertaining to you particularly or specifically, but I promise you when you confront things or confront people or confront the fear or admit the issue that may be causing you the stress, it in some way eliminates your need to like heal that stress in another way. And you find a little endorphin spike and being proud of yourself that you actually, you know, had that conversation or you admitted this was the issue or you, you, some people really like getting a journal and creating an action plan. Right. So it's, it's almost like you have to, in a way, get ahead of it, get a cup of coffee, get a slither of the pound cake, get to writing, get to calling, get to talking, take action with a slither or not. Don't deprive yourself of things, you know, but if this thing is, is going to exacerbate the stress or cause another stress, because, you know, stress eating cause either stomach issues, weight gain, and then you're eating. And then you know how it is when you eat. And I've been there. It's like you eat, you eat, eat. And then your fitness journey it kind of goes out the window from one day of eating bad. You're just like, oh, I'm so stressed. I'm so overwhelmed. Oh my gosh. Now that I ate this, like, I'm just going to get throwing a towel. Like it just becomes again, that snowball that we were talking about. So get under the issue, talking to people, journaling. I don't know what it is. Seeing a doctor, you know, admitting to yourself, maybe something that you're hiding from. Again, Heather, I'm not talking to you. Just spark these, these thoughts in my head you know, kind of go after the problem and make a list of how you believe you can in some way get through it past it or maneuver your way because it is a maze. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, 
HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. The other thing that I do, which is kind of weird, but I like being weird. Um, when things get really tough for me, and I'm gonna use I'm gonna use this very funny example. Like when I'm doing Insanity Max Dirty, I'm like, this is a nightmare. And sometimes I'm like, I don't even know why I actually created it. And then I'm like, when I'm when I'm on my way to LA to shoot these body classes, I'm like, like, why did you do this? Like, I'm not nervous to do it. But I'm just like, why? And why on this earth, would you create such a thing that you literally say, like, max out first, and then keep going? Right? But the way that I get through it, and the way that I enjoy it is I'm just like, yo, this is so dope that I'm about to destroy myself. And how am I going to do this? I'm going to create a, a video game with this. Because here's what I know. And if you if you do my live body class, I'm going to say Paulette, because I know you're probably going to be on there. You'll see the warm up, the first block, two sets into the second block. I'm like in it. I'm like, yo, I got this. And then you'll start to see me be like, oh, shit. I don't say, oh, shit. But I'm like, oh, hell, like this is going to get hard. And then I start to have fun with it. I'm like, I challenge myself because I have to go to a place of challenge in order to motivate you. Because if if I just stop and say, well, I'm just going to go, you know, cue, or I'm only going to go, you know, talk to the podcast. You know, for me, I'm like, I didn't reach that place, the tough place that's going to get to help me deliver the message to help you to push forward. So when you, when I start going there and when I start, preaching and I'm like oh my gosh like something just came to my head it's because excuse my French I hope no kids are in your room it's because like I'm feeling fucked up like I'm like this is a lot <laughs> like I'm dying and but the best things come out when I'm going through that and then so then what it does is I start to feel you know like really good I'm like wow I had a moment of success and a moment of digging deeper and a moment of pushing and then I can use that for the rest of the live workout to either pull people in the podcast on the screen or if I'm doing a live workout to be able to go out and it actually makes me clear so anyway I say all that to say is when you go through a really tough time you almost have to create a maze or a video game or find moments of success even though you know the struggle is really hard because I mean life is hard as hell it just is. It just is. Like I've been married for 10 years and it is the best. I'm like, you know, it is amazing, but I can definitely remember moments where it was really tough. Like the five years that we had, had our kids or like, uh, you know, when me and Scott are both growing and changing and our communication styles are changing because we're growing. And I remember like really tough moments, but it's not that you throw in the towel or you give up. You're like, okay, how can I maneuver my way through this? And I think that you can use that through any kind of stress. And um, hopefully you can use that with stress eating, Heather. <laughs> hopefully you can use that. All right. I am going to go. This one is super cool. Katie says, I am not able to say no. Mm, mm, mm. 
Well, when you're saying yes to somebody else, you're saying no to yourself. So you're definitely able to say no. The problem is you're saying no to yourself. So then while you may be a really great person and you may really you know, thrive in putting other people first, you're still saying no. And you're saying no to yourself. And when you say no to yourself, time and time again, I'm not saying that someone says, hey, can you come pick me up from the airport? Or, you know, can I borrow $20? You know, I, got, I need some groceries or whatever. Like these kind of things. It's like, yeah, you know, all right. But if something's going to take you off your path and not be able to bring you back, or if you're saying yes to somebody else too much, when you're saying yes to the things that you don't want to do, you're saying no to yourself. When you say no to yourself too many times, it starts to become extremely overwhelming. You're not able to enjoy what it is that you want to do. And like I say in my book, you have to be positively selfish. If you get mad at me because I'm unable to do something for you, especially if I've done it before, or especially if you only call me when you need something, th that's a problem right? That's a, that's a big problem. And it's my problem. It's not even a person's problem that's asking you to do it. Because it's just like a stray dog outside of your house. You might not want the dog there, but you're like, Oh, my God, the dog is so cute. You know, here's some food. And that dog is going to keep on coming back. The person's not a dog, no shade. It's just it's literally just uh, an example. Like I said in the beginning, the more you say yes to other people, especially if you don't want to, you're saying no to yourself. So and you're and you're feeding them the thing that you don't want to feed them and they're going to keep on coming back to you. And even if it's not one person, even the act of saying yes, when you want to say no, is even if it's different people or different situations, you just have a problem with it. You're still feeding that behavior. I remember in college 22 years ago, I'm almost with Charlene. This is a joke. I'm going to preface this by saying this is a joke. Charlene's on here. I'm almost up at the AARP with Charlene. Yes, we have an AARP joke. And I remember when Scott um, got something in the mail for the AARP, you know, he just turned 50. I'm like, work, bitch, you're the AARP. I can't wait till I get there. I'm going to celebrate being a part of the AARP. But anyway, at the end of the day, saying no to other people is saying yes to yourself. You know, it's, it's not, if it's your kids, if it's your spouse, if it's your best friend, or I'm gonna say family, I'm gonna say that like, cause family is usually the worst when it comes to this stuff. <laughs> but if it's somebody you really love and you know, it has to feel good. And yes, there, it is okay if you go out of your way. You know, I'm a, I'm a huge, this may make you feel really good because it made me feel really bad. But at the same time, it made me feel really good. And you'll understand when I tell you this story. So uh, it was yesterday. So I give people money all the time. If I go to the gas station and I got $20 in my bag and it's someone who is either hungry or I, I, I think they're homeless. I don't like calling people homeless. I don't know what they're going through, but if they're, if I feel that they're struggling and they ask me for money, I literally cannot say no. I'm like, Oh my gosh. You know? So I'm kind of guilty of what's happening. I'm like, Oh my gosh. Like I, I feel really horrible saying no to this person that they possibly need money and, you know, I'm judging them because they're dressed a certain way and I start feeling bad. So if I, whatever I have, I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yesterday, you know, I saw this woman walking around the gas station and I'm like, you're getting money. I, I saw you get money from like 
at least four people in the time that I'm here. And I just got here. So if you're doing laps between this gas station and a gas station across the street, you probably got more money in the last hour than some people work really hard to get. And so, and I felt so bad. Like I felt so bad. She was like, you know, you have any money? I literally have, I literally just went to the ATM. So I have like, I think I grabbed like a hundred dollars or something and I have money and I'm like, no. And I felt so horrible. Like I felt so bad. I'm just like, oh my gosh, Sean, like you're not going to miss this $20. Like, why would you do that? And then I said to myself, because if I do that after I saw what she was doing, then I'm going to feel bad. You know, I'm going to feel really bad. Just like I remember when I lived in Los Angeles and on the corner of, if you ever go to Los Angeles, if you're coming down Lower Canyon Boulevard and you're going on, making a right on sunset. And I remember like every time you get to this corner, it was somebody waiting on the corner and like, you know, asking for money at rush hour. It's the morning. So, I mean, the traffic and you constantly see people giving them money. And I remember one time my friend telling me, uh, just so you know, don't give people money that are waiting on that corner because they saw them at like when rush hour was over, SUV picked this person up and they're just out there getting money from people in the morning. And so I'm not saying that everybody does that, but my whole point to that story is, you know, I felt bad saying no to this woman yesterday, but I also was really proud of myself because I don't know if she really needed the money, but I know she probably made more money in that last hour than the average person that's like working on a project at their desk. I'm cool if you need a couple of dollars here and there, if you really look like even if someone, if I know because of my experience, I know if they're really on drugs, I'm like, I'll be like, I'll buy you something. I'm not giving you money because I think that's going toward the habit that I don't really support and I hope you get help from. Anyway, I say all that to say, so I understand what you're saying when it's really hard to say no. If you say yes to people, you say no to yourself. You say no to people when you don't have to. You say yes to yourself. It leaves you clarity and space. Okay, so this next one is struggling to love myself. Oh my God. I think this is like my expertise because I can literally rattle off right now And all of you would make a face if I rattled off all the things that I hated about myself from the time I became an adult till like a couple of years ago. And I was like, listen, it's just overwhelming. Like I hated my face. I think a lot of you heard me talk about that before. I used to hate my face. I hated it. I was like, my face is round. My cheeks are big. Like it was the worst. I hated looking at myself. I would do, I was just like, oh my gosh. I hated the stretch marks on like my hips and like my butt. Hated the stretch marks. I have stretch marks here. Hated it. I'm like, oh my gosh, you're looking at me and you're like, I don't notice that stuff. Like, I'm not even, I don't, I'm not even getting involved, you know? But we, as the people who are judging ourselves, we are so involved. And what we do is we create this incredible superpower that is like the worst superpower to have, which is like the superpower of being able to zone in on the one thing that you hate. And it is like putting a drop of ink, dark ink, in a clear glass of water. And that one thing just taints everything else. Like this glass of water was clear. And you're like, I can drink this up and feel really good and find my way through. But you zone in and you zone in hard. And why can't we zone in on all the things that we really love about ourselves? And why doesn't that take precedence, right? struggling to love myself. And I'm talking about body image because that's what I 
struggled with, but there's a lot, there's a lot when it comes to loving yourself, like you cannot love yourself because you are the person like we just talked about that constantly says yes to other people. Maybe you are staying in a relationship that you literally know that you're not supposed to be in. You know, you're not supposed to be there. And what happens is sometimes the choices you make causes you to drift away from yourself. And when you start drifting away from yourself, you start to lose love for yourself. You have to treat your life and your body and your soul just like you would treat another person or a partner that was giving you the reciprocation of love, right? Because if you really, really love somebody, you're going to be like, oh my gosh, you're great. You're going to uplift them. You're going to bring, you're going to give them positivity and energy and try to do the best you can do to make them feel good. But you do the opposite for yourself. And so that's why I always, I talk about, you know, positively, again, being positively selfish. It's a, it's a thing. It's like, you have to love yourself. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. One of the things that also worked for me, like Scott would tell me all the time, he's like, oh my gosh, you're the hottest person on the planet. And the first thing I would do is I'm like, no. No, no, I'm not, you know, and it would just make me so uncomfortable because I'm like, I literally didn't believe that he was telling the truth, but I think he's the hottest person on the planet. So why can I be right? But he can't about me. Right. And so the first thing I started to do was he would be like, oh my gosh, like you're so hot. And I think you guys heard me say this before. I'd be like, I know. Oh my gosh, I am so happy you noticed. And it, it it's playful, but it was a way for me to like, <laughs> like turtle my way into accepting that. And then, but what it did was just like I was talking about that woman early was change, changing her mindset. Then I really started to believe it. And the stretch marks and my face and all this stuff was like, it just became like, like I'm fine as fuck. Like, I'm good, you know, and it's and it, it really changes the way I personally feel like if you're living your life and you're, you know, opening the door for somebody that needs help, like you're a beautiful person, you know, like none of us are perfect. We all have moments. I'm sure we all have, if, if you're in a relationship, you're not perfect. Your spouse probably should have cussed you out that one time. I know Scott definitely should have cussed me out those three, five, ten times in the last year, ten years. But my point is from the core of who you are, you're an incredible person, you know? So, you know, I always talk, I talk about mere moments and stuff, which, you know, it's like, go to the thing that you love, but look at you as a whole, you know, try not to base the love on yourself 
from the thing that you hate and the thing that you're zoning in on and you're creating that superpower. Like if I told you, write down all the things that you need to change about yourself, our list would be long as hell. But if, if I say right and quick, long and quick, a lot of people would be long and quick. And then if I said, write all the things that you love about yourself, you'd be like, it would look like you were taking an SAT test. You know what I'm saying? And so it's true. We, because we don't give enough we don't give ourselves enough credit and power. I mean, we are glorious humans. I mean, we are so wonderful. Like everybody on here, like, I mean, yeah, I'm sure you have a friend that could probably talk shit about you and be like, no, because you know, Paulette did this to me one time or whatever. But like from the core of who you are, like really, like you do have the potential, if you're not acting crazy right now, you do have the potential to be and you are really, really great. And so- you know, don't taint that glass of water with one thing that you might be struggling with. Use all the things that you love about yourself to really continue to create clarity. I hope that helps. Okay, last thing, struggling to find balance between work and home. There's a lot more. I really believe that we should do another one of these because a lot of these are good and I didn't get to, but I hope with some of the things that I said, maybe touched on some issues for those of you who wrote some of the other things down, but the work balance thing. You know, it is a really incredible topic for a lot of people. And Scott and I just got back from our 10-year wedding anniversary trip. We got tomorrow, we're going to celebrate again for the actual day. We're just doing it big. But as soon as we got back, the next day, he had to go to Seattle. All of his friends turned 50 this year. All of them that graduated together, I think it's like five or six of them. And so, you know, he's constantly like going to Chicago, then going to California, then go, like all these different places to surprise and, you know, be with his friends. And so he was leaving and he was just like really, really sad. And he was just like, I just feel, well, he and I hate leaving each other, but I, it was the first time I saw him really sad about leaving the boys because he doesn't, I'm the one that's usually leaving. And so it was amazing to kind of walk him through the thing that I used to struggle with a lot. I, obviously when I leave home, I miss my boys like beyond, but my whole point is homework balance is really important. And so one of the things that I do, is I'm like, why am I leaving home to go to work? You know, it's why am I doing this? And this is an easy answer, but it's like, I need to pay bills. I need to provide. I need to, if I don't do this and I don't create happiness for myself with what I love to do, and I don't make the money to keep the roof over our head and, and get the things that my family needs, then the home life is just going to be jacked. You know what I'm saying? Like there's, you won't have the home life that is thriving in a way that it does, or you're not going to be able to push yourself to the next level. Because a lot of times people struggle in their home life and their home life is not even where they want it to be. Maybe they, you know, there is some, everybody has struggles in their home, trust and believe, but going to work I would say if you love what you do, or even if you have to do it, is a way to make your home life better. So it's just a way to think about that, to kind of change your mindset. It's like, so when I leave and I have to go and travel for work, whether it's speaking, a live workout or whatever I do, you know, I'm like, uh, like this is so hard. So anyway, next thing is, I always, I don't know if you have kids, Nicole, but the thing is like for me, I always make a super fun and exciting thing that's going to happen when I get back home because 
you know, my kids are four and I'm sure it's going to change as they get older. You know, a lot of times I'm like, okay, guys, when I get back, we're going to have the best summer party in the world. And then, you know, they get their superhero outfits or they just want to, you know, watch movies. And so it helps with a way of connecting the two things. It's like, I know I'm doing this, but I know I'm going to come back home and they're excited for my return and not just missing me. Scott and I, we constantly, you know, text and call and, you know, always send each other a lot of messages. I'll leave it at that. I do that kind of thing where I just make sure I stay connected in some way. And then a lot of times you do have to take that vacation from work to give all of your attention to your family in the same way. For I'm going to say fortunately, because I could easily say unfortunately, but fortunately, if you love what you do, if you're striving to work towards something that you love what you do, you're spending eight, nine, if it's any more than 10, you need to tell your boss something. Alex, tell me something. But she's home with her husband, so she's fine. <laughs> but, you know, you need to take that time away to be with your family and, you know, tell your boss, you know, hey, like I, or if you are the boss, it's like, yo, I need to give this time to my family. So it definitely works both ways. You know, we go to work and we, we're there for more hours of the day. You know, I, I always, I used to feel bad because I'm like, wow, I'm going for eight hours a day. I see my kids for two hours in the morning and, you know, two and a half, maybe three hours at night. And they're with their nannies for most of the day. And I just started feeling really bad. But then they wouldn't be able to have these nannies if I wasn't working. And they wouldn't have that fun. And their nannies wouldn't be able to get paid. I wouldn't be able to pay them. And it's all these things that make me feel really good about what I do. And I think that's the mindset that you have to go into when it comes to home work balance. It really helps. But I think the thing that helps most is whether it's a one day vacation, whether it's a staycation, whether it's a weekend where you either turn off your phones or you do something really fun for part of the day. It's really just that focus time that you give to your spouse, your kids, to yourself. If you're single, do you go to brunch by yourself? I love me a brunch by myself. I'll take my little Uber. I'll have my little glass of champagne and Scott loves it. He sends me away by myself sometime, but I think that's also important when it comes to home balance too. So if you do what you love or try to love what you do, you know that it's for the better good of the home front and make sure you spend focused time at home. It doesn't, you might not be able to spend lots of time or have to take two weeks off, but focus time, giving your energy to your home, your kids, your spouse, or yourself just really helps uh, with the balance. With that said, I really appreciate you all coming on tonight. It's so great to see your faces. I really, 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 really appreciate it more than you know. Well, everybody I see on here, Raina, Mia, Patricia, Heather, McClode, <laughs> Jen, Paulette, Vanessa, Maria Barriada, Alyssa, Nicola, Mackenzie, Charlene, Melissa, Sarah, Eliza, Stephanie, Cindy, Amanda, Jenna, and Christina Lippum, and Steve Armado, who is the owner of Lark Media, who's in here recording you guys, and Alex. Thank you all so much for being here, and uh, make sure you check the group. I'm going to post for you guys. And I love you guys. And thank you for being here. And always trust and believe in who you are. <laughs>